don't need no nobody. <laughs> I love that song. I do too, though. So I do too. Funny. I be so hyped when people be like, y'all want to listen to Afrobeats? And I be like, please play this song. Please, please play this song. <laughs> no, I didn't know that was a girl. I was talking to my um, friend also Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Bemi. I was talking to her about it because she said, like, oh, there's a video for that song? Because I, I posted it on my IG stories. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know how late I am, but <laughs> there's a video. Apparently, it came out in April, so I'm not too, too late. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't know that's a girl that's singing that whole time. Um, and in her words, like, the face did not match the voice. Like, she, she's a beautiful girl. Um, also Nigerian, the, the person named Thames on the song. But yes, Essence, okay? We are in the vibes and the essence. But before we get into that, we got to do our intro. Yeah. So my name is Cal. My name is Anna. And you're tuned to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. And sure, it is all the vibes. Vibes, 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 vibes. vibes. Yes. Yes, I'm over here vibing with my drink and my champagne flute. Because sometimes you got to do that to feel classy. You feeling sparkly? Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, happy Father's Day to all of our big papas in the world. Yes, I'll add an applause. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) We definitely want to, you know, just give you your flowers for those who are still here with us and sending air flowers yeah. to our of our heavenly fathers that are passed along. <laughs> I was yeah. looking for another word yeah. to say it, but that's the best way I could think of off the yeah. top of the Yeah. But yes, Salute y'all. To the daddies. And the yeah. stepdaddies. And the stepdaddies, yes. All those daddies. Yes. Daddies. Right. <laughs> y'all step in. Um, sometimes when there's a void there. So salute to y'all as well, too. And all the father figures. But yes, Father's Day is definitely about the fathers. And we are definitely going to show y'all some love a little in a few in a few seconds in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yes, this this week um, we're kind of switching things up. You know, we like to switch it up ever so often. So. We are going to not have too much of an R&R, but we're going to talk about the history of cognac brands because uh, we just think it's really important to know the history of the things that you patronize. I don't know if that's the right word. I think yeah, it, that is all right. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, me and Kayla are always talking about, you know, doing our research and stuff like that on, and supporting brands that are worthy of support. Um, and whether you you know, are a fan of these brands or not. It's good to know some of the history behind them. And we're just going to like lightly touch on some of the the stories behind some of these popular brands. And we know that with Father's Day and Juneteenth this weekend, we know y'all going to be on that brown. (laughs) Okay. I know I'm going to see some family in New Jersey this weekend and I know exactly what they going to be on that hand dog, hand dog, Mm -hmm. dog, dog. And there's going to be cupcakes. So I'm about to take a picture for the gram and the cupcake together because I know we're going to have all that. (laughs) What are you getting to this weekend? I'm actually bartending for a good friend of mine's, um, Mm -hmm. 
birthday. She was born on the blackest day of the year, which is Juneteenth. Shout out yeah. to my girl, Cece. Okay. Happy birthday, Cece. So, yes, yes. Cece, a friend of the show for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah. We got to shout her out on her birthday, too, on the gram. Indeed. Make sure that you post some of that too. I know you're gonna be working hard as a bartender, but make sure you post some of that. I will on. do. <laughs> she was like, you know, I got cognac. I was like, well, good. Right. <laughs> you got. Yeah, we had, fun, we had a fun weekend this past weekend. We um, did. We hung out. We uh, did some. We got some great content that we'll be releasing later this month. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I might as well say it. Uh, Kel did a tasting, um, a, t- a sip and. Like a basically a live CCC, <laughs> except for the cupcake, except for the cupcake, um, a cognac and a conversation with her mother in law, and that mm-hmm. was highly entertaining. Um, so y'all get that, um, maybe next week I'll see how I feel with the editor. Not I, I got some, you get it, you get it, okay. We ain't yeah. gonna do that. Yeah, yeah I finally got some energy, and then we also went to a speakeasy together now. I don't know if y'all peep. Kel went to a speakeasy, a couple speakeasies this weekend, and she posted, I think, two of them or just at least one. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, you know, she was, t- well, tell them about it, Kel. Tell them about it. Yes, yes. So, um, one, I, I went to, I got a chance to do a speakeasy a couple years ago, um, maybe like 2019, I want to say, before COVID shut down. And I was so in love with it. And I was like, oh, I got to do this again. So what better way to do a speakeasy than to find speakeasies that have cognacs? So we have been going on a little bit of a DMV tour to find the cutest and um, different speakeasies that have nice little hidden bars inside to do different cognac tastings. So when I go to the bars, I try to typically stay away from, you know, our typical ones that we talk about on the show all the time, which is our Martels, the Ducés, and the Hennessy's, and the Cavassiers. So I have had the chance to try some other um, different types of cognac. So it has been a very exciting, um, and brandies, I'll say. I don't even want to just limit it to just cognac. I'll say brandies because, as you know, um, we talked about this on the show. Um, ooh, every awesome. brandy is yes, a cognac. Every, yeah. oh, every cognac is a brandy, but brandy, every, every brandy is not a cognac. Exactly. Lost my train of thought just for a quick Me moment. too. For, I, I uh, lost it too just now. Popping back <laughs> no, in with so, it. <laughs> so we went to Chicken and Whiskey that actually had a back, um, a speakeasy in the back. So we'll be posting that on Friday, I believe. Yeah. Since we, since we had a jam pack Saturday, I guess I'll post it on Friday. Um, just to get y'all ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was really cool to see that whole transition to the back of the, the restaurant. Um, I really like that. That I love seeing that in like TV shows when there's like this little back door that you could go through and you are in a club or something. Now it wasn't that lit, but <laughs> right. uh, I think we saw that on on um, Run the World too. This last um, episode, I didn't watch this last episode yet, so don't tell me. Oh wait, um, it was no, it was the episode we both watched when. Um, okay. Damn. It was when they were all having a good time in the park and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, they went to meet, what's her name's boss, and then they was like, we're going to go to something. I can't remember the name. And then they went into a back door. The little dance hall room, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, very cute. I saw something like that once when I was in L.A. 
there was a restaurant like that where it looked like you was going to a bathroom. But when you got back there, it was a club. But we didn't get in because Dennis was with us and he had shorts on. They were being pressed. But anyway, uh-huh. which was really random. But um, anyway, I digress. Really cool. So we'll post our experience um, at Chicken and Whiskey. Um, but what I will say on here is that we weren't feeling the food. Not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. And the drinks was okay. Maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. they are a whiskey bar. So I, what I will say is that they probably excel in their whiskey choices. Yes, I agree. I agree. A shout out to the bartender. She was really sweet and accommodating. Yes, so. she was. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get into this motivational moment of the week. So the motivational moment of the week is by Ralph Ellison, who is a renowned author. And it is, it takes a deep commitment to change and an even deeper commitment to grow. And I just want to let y'all know, stay committed to your path out there. God will lead you and be by your side the entire way through. Keep pushing through. Amen. Amen. And as we do each week, we're going to give you guys an opportunity to win one of our gold um, disco ball cups for your summer. Um, And this week's... Special word. I couldn't think. Secret word. That's what. This week's special secret word is XO. And that stands for extra old, which, Kel, you know what that is if you want to break it down for them, why we say XO when it comes to Hennessy or, or cognac in general. All right. So, yes. So, to explain a little bit about XO, when you think of XO, like she said, it's ex- exactly what she said. It's extra old. So usually with um, cognac drinks specifically, it takes um, a certain amount of years for it to age. And when, and I think it's like four years to age, three to four years, something like that. And then when it's extra old, it's usually six or more years um, aged versus the typical, you know, um, very, what is it called? Um, very special Superior oh, old pale. Yeah. Old pale. Very special yeah. old pale. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sipping on Remy. No. <laughs> so that one is usually four years. Yes. And it's obviously the most expensive of the ones. And it's usually super dark and black. So blackity black. Black, black. Yes. I wonder what white Hennessy would be considered. I don't know. Interesting. I and it's so expensive. Right. And not right. available here in the States. But mm-hmm. anyway, that is this week's secret word. All right. Now let's get into this week's R&R. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. Y'all, we just finished watching this random video of Mariah Carey doing the wipe it down challenge a year after its fruition. <laughs> And okay, she's a queen and she can do it whenever she wants to, you know, and niggas are going to be hype. The lambs will be hype. But what I'm really more so confused on is why she was throwing shots at Eminem. I just went on Instagram to see the Trina versus Eve battle. And that's what I saw. And then she hit this weird, I mean, it's uh, her talent, the high, you know, I'm a falsettos. But... You know, she does her little high, you know, notes. 
whatever award-winning high notes i'm trying to show respect but she just dressed up like she basically was like doing the why you so obsessed with me vibes and how she was dressed up like eminem in the why you so obsessed with me video i don't know what's happening i'm just like what what happened we just decided to throw shots today we chose violence right right i just chose violence i get it you know word word anyway moving on it wasn't much that i cared about this week y'all so you have to excuse me it's been really it's really been some slow weeks i think everybody is kind of like just trying to rush to get back outside and so everybody's kind of doing their thing you know i hear some stories here and there um you know we talked about Pooh shiesty last week and how he allegedly you know was ringing off shots looks like he was arrested so Hey, you know, prayers to everybody involved. Um, However, I will briefly touch on this verses before we get into um, our conversation around the cognacs of the world. But um, yeah, let me see what song Trina doing right now. I know I'm looking at it too. It's weird because they're not together. So it's. Oh, she doing the baddest bitch. Mm-hmm. I like the colors of her outfit. I don't necessarily like that outfit on her, though. I don't know. Something. Yeah. It's not flattering. What, the outfit? Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's just like the way the shirt was tucked in. Um, now they bought them, put the bar there. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, you can still see it there. It almost looks like she's showing like she's pregnant. But yeah. I think that as a woman of a thicker size and a thicker mm-hmm. waist, <laughs> I think it's literally just her shirt that is tucked in. in. Yeah, it's making her look away. So I agree. It's not flattering. Um, so Trina just did the baddest B. Um, let's see what Eve about to do. Why does Eve look different? She looks weird in the face. She do. Did she get her face done? Let me see. She's about to do tambourine. Oh, I mean, it I looks know. pretty much the same. So, she, as y'all could probably hear, she's doing tambourine. I, I, Eve looks pretty much the same to me. Like she always had a chiseled face, like a strong face, <laughs> and I think it's literally for me. I think it's just the makeup and Maybe you know the, and the the long hair and stuff. And she just has a softer look nowadays. Um, I would have to see her face like straight on, but I think mm-hmm. that's just the contouring. Now you see how I was talking about, I don't know if you saw that yeah, I did. earlier, mm-hmm. how I was talking about how there's like this obsession to look like a freaking android now, like <laughs> it's giving alien. It's uh, one of my friends said it's giving Bratz doll, like, it's <laughs> giving Bratz doll, like, I, I don't know why we like are getting to that point. It's like the chisel is on a thousand. Uh, but yeah, I think that's probably just makeup that she got going on. Looks like it's cool. Looks like they're on two different stages. Cute. Um, I guess we could be tweeting about this later, but if we don't, you know, I don't know. I, okay. I think we're going to be hot in the whole time. So, And it'll probably right. keep going after we're done with this pod, but mm-hmm. looks like 
it. Um, I will catch the rerun. Right, right. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's it for this week's R and R. Unless you had any stories, Kel. I'm trying to think of anything that. Uh, uh, well, they had the new uh, Meg the Stallion song. What did you think about that in the video? Did you see the video? I didn't see the full video. I just saw the clips of it. I saw how that politician can't remember her name because she's not, mm-hmm. you know, important. But um, how she uh, basically Wayne or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah she's not important, like you said. Right. The one that was coming for her and Cardi when WAP came out and was talking about how disgraceful it is and how we set, you know, I guess feminism back. She felt like she was the one that was targeting her video. And I just be like, you know, you give yourself a lot of credit. Yes, you Maybe do. she wasn't talking about you. Right. That was so random and weird. Like, you're a weirdo. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but what I did hear, there's this um, YouTuber named Impressive, who ha- Impressive TV. Some of y'all may be aware of who that is. And she just talks about, like, different pop culture news and stuff, uh, mostly, like, in the Black community. And so she was talking about um, Megan Thee Stallion's video. And she was like, I felt like, me and my homeboy, Kawan, was talking about this earlier. She was like, I felt like... Megan had a chance to do something kind of different and out of the box with this new song and single and this new album. But it's like she's doing some more of the same stuff, more booties, more. It's just the same, same old thing. And I guess she's feeling like it's starting to get stale for me. I saw the video. I saw the video before I listened to it on a booming system. And that's I'll explain why I think, you know, those two distinct things are important because people who are like super music heads, they'll say like, you got to listen to this shit in surround sound to like really thump with it, you know, Mm -hmm. before you like just watch a video or listen to it on your phone. It always sounds better in surround sound or whatever, or in a car system. Um, But I first saw the video and I did feel like, okay, lots of booty, um, lots of, like it was like basically a politician talking mess about her videos and then and cussing her out basically doing what the that that politician did which i was like why would you do that you must have not watched your video cuz this is basically what she was talking about in the video but she she was you know basically telling the politician guy the senator he was supposed to be like a senator that um all the women that you that you degrade and talk stuff about, you know, your these are the people that support your livelihood or whatever. These are the women that do everything in society to make society move. And then after that, what followed was a bunch of women in different lines of work. So um, construction workers, police officers. I mean, I think they were all dancers. They weren't real construction workers or whatever they're all dancer actors but construction workers police officers uh social not social excuse me um supermarket you know clerks uh you know secretaries nurses um diner you know waitresses and stuff like that all twerking like different settings of them twerking with like basically draws on and I think 
the message could be lost. Uh, what I envision, and I need to watch her YouTube video where she, I think she delved deeper into what the song and the video were about on YouTube. Um, but like, it gave for me, because at the end, like, spoiler alert, at the end of the video, they're, what they're doing is they're, this white man is running from all these women that are twerking. That It's like he's feeling like he's haunted by all these women twerking in these draws. And it's like everywhere he goes is these women like like this, but in those different roles. And then at the end, he wakes up and his mouth is a vagina. <laughs> it was like some... Steven Spielberg type, and that's Steven Spielberg. Uh, what was that movie that um, Sorry to Bother You type shit? Yeah, yeah, like his mouth was a, yes, exactly. It was like freaky like that. I was like, oh, when I saw it. Like, oh, his mouth is a vagina. Oh, they really made that look real. And I was surprised to see that on YouTube. But either way, once after I got over that initial shock at the end of the video, I just sat there with it, me and Dennis, and I was just like, okay, I guess what she was trying to say was like, all these women deserve to have sexuality too, maybe. Like they deserve to be respected and have sexuality. And then also like from one of my friends, he was saying that it's that all these women that you degrade, like they do this line of work too. I don't know. I think we all was on the same page, but I would would love to hear what Megan's thought process was. But um, when I heard a car passing by on Sunday when I was hanging out with you and they were blasting it, it actually sounded good. Cause I mean, when I was watching the video, I was like, okay, you know, it's more of the same Megan visually and, um, musically. It sounded like more like, okay, typical Megan. Uh, but when I heard it in a car, I was like, oh, yeah, I see how this is going to pop this summer. This is going to be in the strip clubs. This is going to be, it's like an extra bass that I didn't hear when I was watching the music video, but. And I think maybe people are on some lighthearted shit right now, to be honest. Like we had too much of a fucking struggle here to talk about something necessarily so serious. Like I think mm-hmm. people just want to be outside and they just want to talk and do ratchet shit with their hood rat friends. That's it. Yeah. You and know? Megan is always going to be the sponsor and the soundtrack to that. Right. She's always going to be. Exactly. <laughs> and I appreciate her for that. Me and she too. looks good. She looks right. good. And okay. I think also, it's easy for her. I think because, like you said, it, because it's so genuinely her, it's easy mm-hmm. for her to do it. And then she could put her focus on other projects that she's working on. Like, she's about to start teaching at, um, what's that school called? It, and and my you is it NYU? I can't remember oh, the name really? of the school. Yeah, she's supposed mm-hmm. to be doing um a course. Yeah, course teaching a course on something with you know how Jay Z and um J Cole both did um and music. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Something it's, theory music. Yeah, theory right. Okay. I think I did see a headline like that when I was scrolling on Instagram last week. Yeah, and she's also in school too, so she's doing all. Yeah, in that song projects. she said she graduate. In that song she said graduating at the end of 2021 or whatever. I was like, yes, sis. Yeah. Right. She has a lot okay. going on. So if she's not gonna give you all her all right now, that's fine. Cause she's trying to map out her future after this rap career shit goes right. Up. Word, word. And she already got legendary and stuff. She's involved with that, which right. I love legendary. I still need to finish I finished it. it. I you finished it? it. 
I did, but I won't say okay. anything about who won. No, it's <laughs> oh yeah, we finished pose. Yes, yes. Okay, brief talk, brief chat about that. Brief, 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 brief. Okay. Man, I I am full. <laughs> I'm full. I'm spent. Okay. I didn't bo- boohoo like I thought I was going to, but um I was yeah, man, the stuff with pray tell that hurt my heart. Like everything that he went through. And when he gave the last of those um trial meds to his to- ex-boyfriend. Yep. Selflessness. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm over here like God will take him into heaven because <laughs> and now and then, and I'm not saying that because um, you know, oh God ain't gonna take him because he's um gay. Okay. Like I don't believe in that. But uh I was just like as if he was a real person. I was like, he made the ultimate sacrifice. Cause he was kind of a mean, like spirited guy because he was he was battered, he was bruised for, all throughout his life. So he would cuss you down okay Mm -hmm. he would tell you about yourself and it would be because he's angry with his own life but like I felt like the end of his life on that show he really made amends he made peace like he definitely he made an impact he made an impact Mm -hmm. so when Candy was showed up her her ghost showed up at the every time um, Candy shows wedding. up, I be in tears. <laughs> yes, playing the piano, geez Louise, and she looked good in that pink outfit. Mm-hmm. She looked bomb. Um, I loved um jumping, jump, kind of jumping around. I loved the wedding; it was beautiful. I thought the and I swear I thought that was, was corny, corny, but I know yes. some people would love that, like like Kel. <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought it was corny. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was just like, really? I swear? That's what you. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why I was like ready to fast forward because they kept going. I was like, all right now, (laughs) y'all. And then about the time period, though, too. What? The time period that that came out. Like, I guess it's appropriate for that time period. It was like the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. They looked good. They looked really handsome as a couple. Like, they really was a handsome couple. I really thought. Um, Angel looked gorgeous. She was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Poppy, I feel like Poppy really like grew as a man. Like even yeah, if, like, he, he just looked more like a man now on the show. I was like, look at Poppy. Um, and then the son and stuff. Like that was a crazy story, but typical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I loved when they were leaving and they got them the car and. what's her name was like y'all got your own life to live I was like oh my god look at that like niggas really moving on with life you know yeah I I really love that I love finding out that uh (laughs) that what what is what is her name Electra that Electra was West Indian Okay. Oh, yeah. Listen, that took me out. Right. Like said, now you can wear whatever the blasted hell you want. I was like, it's my grandmother. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's my grandma. Wait. <laughs> On my father's side. Blasted? That's very West Indian. Very mm-hmm. and it's specific countries in particular. It's it's not necessarily Jamaica. It's definitely like 
And when she was like, mummy, that was very, it's Trini, Grenadian. Yep. It's like in that world. I was mm -hmm. like, no, she's super Western, Guyanese something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was highly entertaining um, to learn her backstory. And also like, wow, it was deep. Like, this is why Electra is the way she is. She's like her mother. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know that she sacrificed so much for the kids and stuff. Um, I liked hearing, seeing some of the backstories of, of the kids. And I really understand why it's like snap for the kids, clap for the kids. Like I, I really have learned so much through Pose and even Legendary recently yeah. like, on some of the lingo like that we use and stuff. Like I was saying that to Dennis. I was like, the gag is a lot of this stuff in hip hop culture is it's from the from Ball. Community. Yep. Mm hmm. And I think we talked about that on the last episode. So I'm going to end it there. That's the end of r, &R unless you had something to say about. Um, no. Pose. Only thing I would say about with Pose is I really wanted to find out what happened with Blanc and her love. I mm -hmm. was hoping that something would just, I don't know. I wanted another back. You want like, to see them get married? Not necessarily get married. I just want to see their relationship grow. Like I was hoping like a spinoff could possibly be just with them. But, you know, it's cool. It ended where it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I guess Blanca, you know, what I made up in my head is that Blanca lived a very fulfilling life. Probably didn't pass. You know, I don't know. When did Magic Johnson get his meds? You know, Back Blanca could still be alive today. Who knows? I assume that Blanca, maybe she died like in 2000 or something. I, I don't even say that because that was 98. Mm -hmm. And then when um when they finished, they finished in 1998. So Blanca could very much still be around in our world, you know. Um, but if she died, she probably died like maybe like 10 years ago, and she lived a full life with her bae, and he took care of her, and you know, it it was a loving she she continued to live that lifestyle of being a mother to so many. Yeah, she was such and, a nurturer. Such a nurturer. She really took it. Yeah, that almost took me out when she fell on the floor balling, though. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh. And when they brought out them goddamn lockets. <laughs> My friend Brittany, uh, she was talking to a friend. And um, the friend was telling her that they had a locket from their aunt or something like that. And... She, she never even watched her show. Like, it was just like, that was like a coincidence. And me and Brittany was watching it um, together at the same time, texting each other like, oh, like every time right. something sad happened, we was like texting each other like, she was like, I chose violence. I woke up and I was like, I'm going to keep watching the rest. I was like, yeah, we got to finish it today, man. <sighs> yes. Pose is such a great show. If you never watched it, I would highly advise you to check it out. If not anything, but just to see representation and get exposed to some of the real life type of stories of people and ballroom culture and just get a little more acclimated in, in why things are the way they are. Just expose yourself, man. It's, it's good. To, it's good to do that. It's good to do that. It's an excellent show. Excellent show. All right, and so we're going to move on talk topic mm -hmm. uh, of the day, um, and that is the history of popular cognac brands. So the three cognac brands that Kel and I always talk about are Doucet, Hennessy, and Martel. 
And so I just wanted to do a little extra research. So I actually started with Doucet because uh, there was something that I was questioning that me and Kel would say often on the podcast that um, I realized that we had wrong. So Doucet is actually founded by Jay-Z. Oh, it is? Where's the camera so I could see Kel's face? Yes. I, you know how we was like, oh, he's like a he's figurehead a or yeah. like some Ciroc and Diddy stuff. Makes me want to look up more on Ciroc. But Doucet, uh was founded by Sean Jay-Z Carter, but it was created. They said the word conceived, but created by the senior most seller master working today named Mikhail. I guess it's Michael in the American version. <laughs> Michael Kazavecchia. And um, I'm probably butchering that name, but uh, (laughs) uh, he is one of the world's greatest authorities on cognac. And he has been curating spirits for more than 20 years um, at the prestigious Chateau de Cognac, which I would love to go see. Um, It's a 200 year old venue and the uh, one of the oldest cognac houses in France. Um, And that's where Doucet was crafted and created um yeah so i just wanted to bring that piece up about Ducey um because i didn't know that it really is owned by jay-z so all my peoples that wanted to know um and actually a little more information it is a subsidiary of bacardi and i think kel and i have mentioned this on the pod before um and so uh Sovereign Band still own one third of the brand, just to be fully, you know, disclosed. But this is something that is a private brand that is also partially owned by Jay Z. So, well, shout out to uh, you, Jay Z, Sean Carter. Yes, he um looks like it was later sold to Bacardi and Jay Z. So, um, it was created by Michael Michel Mikel, <laughs> and um, then Sovereign. I guess that's his company, probably that still owns a third of the brand, and then the other two thirds are owned by Cognac. I mean, by Bacardi and Jay Z. So, shout out to you, Jay. Yeah, I see you. Yes. Um, and there's some more cognacs that are out there that I want to try out. Like um, I've heard of one called Branson that 50 Cent is involved with. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to look that up maybe for next week's episode um, just to talk more about that uh, for the newer cognacs. Um, Hennessy, moving back to Hennessy. Hennessy was actually uh, created by way of a Irishman. Not even just France. Um, of course, it was made in France because it has to be made in France if it's going to be a cognac. Okay. <laughs> Never a cognac if it's not in France. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was created by an Irish man by the name of Richard Hennessy. So Hennessy is actually a, a Irish word. Um, and uh, Hennessy left Ireland. It was, oh, created in 1724. And it was... Uh, when he left um, and went to the United States in 1765, that's when he founded Hennessy and began the family legacy of keeping people very classy and drunk. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. We know that Nas, you know, most people, if you're a follower of cognacs and stuff, or at least just Hennessy, you know that Nas has become um, 
the brand ambassador and endorses it for a lot of different stuff um, that he does. Uh, and also, there. oh, the last thing that I wanted, to, the last tidbit I wanted to highlight was that the guy that created the iconic Obama Hope poster also designed a Hennessy bottle. He designed the very special bottle. So that was very interesting to me as well. Is that that colorful? Is it the one when it was colorful? Because like sometimes they have certain... um, I've seen one, it was like this... That would make sense. Colorful... um, I can't remember when it was. It was like a limited edition one that they did. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That sounds very familiar. I mean, that seems... um, that that makes sense that that would be the one that he did. It seems like it's within that same look and feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word, word, word. And lastly, Martel, I really wanted to highlight this one last because I did not know that Martel is one of the first cognac houses of cognac. Oh. Wow. It was created more than 300 years ago in 1715. So if y'all heard me before, in 1724, that's when Hennessy was created. But 1715 is when Martel Cognac was created. And it was by Jean Martel. I got that one right. <laughs> I know how to say Jean. <laughs> and not Jean, it's Jean. Um, who came from a family of successful English wine merchants um, and arrived in the in the Chardonnay. See, I'm, there I go. I really messed that up. I don't even know. Charanette region to buy wine and send it back to his home in Jersey. He became enamored with the area and its brandy and decided to stay and start making his own. As we already said earlier, every cognac is a brandy. Say it with me now, but every brandy brandy is not a cognac. Okay. He was only 21 at the time. So, you know, people can't say like you can't make it big when you're young, you know, like you know what you're doing when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. It looks like it was popular in 1979 in um, Hollywood. And it is one of the four top selling cognac houses. So that led me down the path of, oh, so what are the top four cognac houses of 2020? Because 2019, I mean, 2021 is not done yet. Right. So I found out that the f- top four cognac houses of 2020, selling houses, um, so this is based off of revenue and sales, uh, is number four, Martel. Number two, one called Dreher. Um, number three, Another one, oh, actually, I should say number three is Dreher. Number two is Old Admiral Brandy, which I found that interesting. And I couldn't really decipher, like, I guess it's a cognac house because it's a brandy house. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, so, you know, it's a little fuzzy to me there. Um, and then number one is Guess. Fantasy. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hennessy actually produced like majority of the produces majority of the cognac in the world or like half of the cognac in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually had to scale back or overproduce. I, I can't remember. I just clicked out of the story just now, uh, but because they were like flying off the shelves or whatever. So it was in high demand last year. Well, that makes sense because hello. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, the world is stressed. Niggas was taking their sorrows away. But yeah, so um, I, I was checking out old Admiral Brandy and Br- Dreher. And I was like, okay, I want to look into some of these because if they're so popular, they must have a nice taste to them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if Martell is up there. That is personally my favorite. Um, Kel, I know you tried the Ciroc brandy this weekend mm-hmm. and you really liked that too, right? I did. I did. I was surprised that I did like it. It was very, very smooth. I was really hesitant because one, I do not like vodka. However, um, and I don't like Ciroc, but um, so I was hesitant for that reason. But then there was this other part of me who was like, okay, well, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Ciroc does come from France. I think they are based in France. So I did have a little bit of like, okay, maybe, maybe they know what they're talking about. So, Mm -hmm. um, and Mm -hmm. I was speaking with the... um, the clerk inside of the the shop and he was like well i mean i would say it's a step above um hennessy like with the bite and it's smooth but it's not as smooth as Doucet. so i was mm-hmm. like okay let me let me just give it a try and i, I just want to try because i'm curious and you know me right. and uh, we are curious minds we are always down to try new things and so, you're right it is created in france Right. So, and I actually was pleasantly surprised. It, um, I did not get the chance to try it um, straight. So I will do that. Maybe I should do that now um, <laughs> while we're on the show, just to give it a little swig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I did try it in mixed drinks and it was really good. So I've tried it in juices and I've tried it in um, soda like drinks, like ginger beers, and it paired really well. So um, it is a really good drink. I would definitely add that to my bar. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's friendly. It's first time drinker friendly mm-hmm. from what we and saw. And the price range too. We filmed. The price range and, is surprisingly cheaper. Um Oh, so it's budget friendly too? Yeah, yeah. it's budget friendly. I'm going to have to add that to my list too. I'm yeah. looking forward to trying some of these. And I think it's just because it's newer and I think they're trying to test it out. You know, mm-hmm. they're sensitive about their and, and they pressed on that daily on. So this is like an afterthought. Like they... I feel like it's like a huge market right now for tequila. It is. Like, tequila is like the new... Okay, it's, it's weird. So let, let's get into these drinks conversations. For yes, friends. yes. So, <laughs> um, I felt like gin was starting to make a comeback. And I personally hate gin. I don't do gin and I don't do vodka. I can mix it all day. But I felt like gin was making a um a trend because I'm starting to see a lot of people are really getting into it. Like with the um getting into the notes of like lavenders and they have been like really exploring some of the floral um takes of, of gin and playing around with that. I've been seeing a lot of people do those like lavender type of drinks with the gin. And I was like, oh, okay. I think I'm trying to remember the name of that one gin that everyone is. Is it Indigo? I think it's called like Indigo or something like that. Oh. And that is been like Snoop Dogg one. Say it again. Is it the new Snoop Dogg one? I don't know. Snoop Dogg might be affiliated with it. Um, oh, but I've been seeing good. a lot of people like a lot of um, brand ambassadors are popping up with it. I, it was just really trendy at the beginning of the end of. I'll say, oh yeah, story. that's that's um Snoop Dogg's jo- joint. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right. It's like two G's, yeah, right. So, um, 
I was like, okay, maybe Jen is going to be the summer. But then, I don't know, out of nowhere, Casamigos, you know, niggas started getting hip. Now, I had Casamigos before, before it was like hot, hot, didn't think right. anything of it. And I was just like, okay, right. that's cool. This was a nice little shot to go down. Like, okay, because I'm, I feel I like, like I'm elevated from the Patron. Like, I feel like, I know everybody has their Patron as their staple, just like Hennessy was the cognac staple. But, yeah. um, and, and then I had moved on to like the Don Julio's. And then I discovered the, that's when I discovered Casamigos. And then there's another one that I'm waiting for that one to pop up because I really like that one too. Um, it's in a blue, weird bottle, weird shape bottle. I'm sure you oh, probably I had do. it. It, girl, I have. I was trying to drink that this summer too. Classe Azul is the name of it with the it with the bell on the top. I don't remember if it's the bell, yeah, on, the bell on the top. It looks almost like a damn lamp or something like from. Yeah, Greece it's a weird shape. Yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah, weird yeah. shape. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's yeah. expensive though. The Classe Azul is actually expensive. Right. But I definitely had uh, plans to drink that this summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Right. I'm trying to get lit off of that. <laughs> and I like Cas- Cas- Casamigos too. I like, and they're kind of on the pricier side too as well. Um, but it's, for me, it's worth it because I have had great experiences with the Casamigos um, where I didn't get sick after. But yeah, it's definitely like, you know, you got to spend a little extra cash. Like you're not going to spend just $20 on a bottle for that. You're going right. to probably spend like 50. <laughs> so are you going to try the Ciroc? I am. So um, let me go grab my little drink real quick. All right. So we're going to take a little sip of this. Sippity sip. Okay. I'm going to do a little cheers on the camera with you from afar with my, with my, my glass. <laughs> cheers. You know what I like about this? It doesn't have a, a strong um, alcohol scent, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can smell it, it hits your nose, it burns, it tingles. Yeah, girl, that shit. This doesn't have that. Yes. This one yes. has such a sweet aroma. Like, I can taste mm-hmm. the sweetness of it before yeah. I taste the actual, like, bites. Burn. So, yeah, 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 the bite. Mm-hmm. So I love that about it. <sighs> like, this could be a candle. We need to, Ooh. you know, this this gives me. I just was, I took a picture of something where I saw it was bourbon, bourbon something. It was a candle. I meant to send it to you. I saw it at, uh, at TJ Maxx. I yes. think you want to, um, when we bring our cupcakes back, I think you want to try this one with your cupcakes. This one okay. would be really good pairing. And, you know. I can't stop smelling it. It's it's that yeah. the aroma is really good. I wouldn't even not even put caramel necessarily with it, but I think mm. I mean you could do caramel, but I I'm getting orange vibes. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like I can taste a cupcake with this. I can't so wait. Y'all keep notes. posted. Keep y'all posted. Let me tell y'all, we gonna do this cognac tasting. We're gonna play with some flavors. Mm, I can't wait. Okay, so let me take the shot, bro. (laughs) Okay. Very smooth. Mm -hmm. Very smooth. It rolled right down my tongue to the back of my throat. No burn. Slight tingle, just a, but not even like a hard tingle. Like tequila tingle is way stronger than that tingle on my tongue. This is a really good, this is, yeah. Brandy. This is a really good brandy. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to add that to my arsenal. I can't wait. This is wait. a really good brandy. I cannot wait. 
I like it. I like it. Good. And so that, just so y'all know, she took that warm, straight, yeah. like room temperature. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that with a cider. How would it taste with a cider, mm. like in the fall, bitch? Ooh, bitch. walking around in a winter wonderland, bitch. <laughs> this is not like, you know, that, um, what's that girl name? Tiffany Haddish. That's yeah. how I feel like this is not. Nice. Yes, this yes, is nice. Yes. Like, yes. Mm, I might have to do some things tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I was going to tell you, the candle it was called um, wood smoke bourbon, and it, I ended up getting it. Actually, I'm sitting here telling you about it, and I got it. <laughs> Smells amazing. Smells amazing. I have to find a way to let you smell it next time mm-hmm. I see you. If I remember to bring it with me, just so you could smell it. And it was at um, Target. Yes. I mean, not Target, excuse me, um, TJ Maxx. And it was by the DW Home brand. I'll show you it. I have to go candle shopping. So, yes, I'm here for it. Yes. Oh, weird. I see it now. Uh I don't know why it's still small. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. (sighs) All right, y'all. So, we're going to keep things rolling and get into a talk topic that Kel has. I'll let you roll. Roll that out, yes. We're going to do a quick little entertainment rewind. You know, growing up as 80s babies, we got to see some of the best cult classics in TV and film today. Um, We are just kind of reflecting on some of the real messages that was in some of our favorite Black cinemas. So we're just going to go over about three movies and TV shows that um, just kind of stood out like when you watch it back then you didn't really think anything of it and then now that we are in the ages that these shows characters was in you're like hmm was this really what I thought it was so I'm gonna start things off with best man I just watched best man for the 50 millionth time again and I just love it it's one of my (laughs) favorite movies um and the original one not the holiday one but I do love the holiday one too but I didn't want the tears yeah, did, girl. I yes. can't. But Every tears. time we're just not rolling into the casket. Right. Okay, I can't. I, <laughs> I can't. can't. I can't. <laughs> right. So I was texting Anna throughout the day, like, dog, do you remember that scene when Morris Chestnut is reading the book that Harper wrote on the toilet and then the lights go red and all you hear, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, so like, yes. So let's talk about how trash Harper was. So when I was just thinking about his character, like he was just very selfish. I feel like he was just such a selfish character where he only did what was in the best interest of him. And I don't think he took accountability to anyone's feelings, not his best friend's feelings, not his current girlfriend's feelings, not Jordan's feelings. Just like he was just a trash ass individual. So yeah. And I remember like growing up and how like, we didn't really have a lot of black actors that, you know, were appreciated. But when we, the, the little small group that we did, the black men that was celebrated was the Tay Diggs, was the Morse Chestnuts. And I remember like niggas was fiending on them for like a long ass mm-hmm. periods of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, like certain times you just can't like disassociate the role from the person. But yeah. part of yeah. me feels like every time you see, yeah, yeah, you really still him. think of Tay um, Harper. 
Yes. And I, I mean, Tate like Gibbs gives little... off a Harper vibe. Right. That's what I'm life. saying. I really think that he has a little bit of Harper in him. So um, my question to you is Jordan's character. Was Jordan given the same energy as these niggas in the streets right now? Or should she be shamed for having or breaking the girl code? Now, she wasn't necessarily friends with, um, what was her name, character? Um, oh, Robin. I can't remember her name. Oh, so like, it's on Robin. the tip of my tongue. It's Robin. Robin. It's Robin? Yeah, her name was Robin on the show, but Sinai Lathan. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. I feel that Jordan was very it's funny i just saw this thing did you see that thing with ashley blaine talking to her husband her fiance Mm -hmm. this is freaky because i was watching this earlier today and it was um one of the girls that's um she's like the best friend um she usually has braids in her hair really pretty dark skin girl from from, you know who i'm talking oh you know who ashley blaine is okay Mm -hmm. yeah yeah So she, you know how she's like engaged and she had those bomb ass engagement pictures or whatever. So her and her fiance were talking about like, it was like this Netflix thing that they did where they were talking about different movies that they loved back in the day. Pretty much the same way you're talking about it. That's why it's so freaky that (laughs) you're talking about it the same way and you didn't even see what she said. She was talking about like how we look at it now as adults compared to back then. And I agreed with what she said about Jordan. I think that Jordan was trash. Like I know that she wasn't cool with the girl, but she was basically, she didn't really have, I hate to sound like a Monique. uh, (laughs) I feel like she didn't have that much respect for herself in the sense. Like she, she came off very desperate to me because you know that this guy like he was just in town you're trying to put it on him i know you got like this booming ass career and stuff and so like if she was just trying to get her rocks off that would be cool but i feel like she was trying to make it something more than that she was trying to explore what they could be and i mean some people would say well why why is it wrong for her to uh, explore she's not ruining her life yeah but she's kind of low-key ruining his with his girlfriend and mm-hmm. I, I, I think as a grown woman and you're like, they look like, I don't know, everybody looked older because they were older in the movie. And I right. don't know if they were portraying 30-year-olds. But if they were all 30, like it seemed like they was, you know, like, what's her name? Jordan was like a exec at BET. Like, right. I mean, there's execs that are 20-something, but still, I'm just like. And I'm going to get I'm, into that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, basically, the short of the long is... Yeah, I think she should have been shamed a little more the same way Harper should have been shamed for writing that book and then letting it circulate, knowing that niggas was going to be pissy. And to dedicate it to them. Like, nigga, you To dedicate it to them. Yeah, that was very... I don't know. Is that a narcissistic move? Like, Yes, yes. Yes, I definitely was very narcissistic of him. I just was like, "Mm, the audacity, the audacity of it all. (laughs) Right. You just thought you were so slick, Mm -hmm. you know, to get away with something like that. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) So that's my response to that. (laughs) Indeed. So the next show. One more thing. Y'all know I be cutting Kel off all the time. I'm sorry. (laughs) I do want to also reiterate that. 
my biggest thing for why I think Jordan should be ashamed of herself is not even all the other things I said. It's also the fact that I think Jordan thought that, oh, if I did get him, he ain't going to do the same thing to me. And that's the thing. If he's willing to cheat on his girl for you, it don't matter what history y'all have. You would have been boo-boo the fool too. He would have left you too. So, or he would have been quick to do the same to you. So it's like that genuine song was so different. <laughs> you know, so, right. <laughs> the same thing, you know, trust me, telling you about leave him. I don't I don't know what you won't do it to me. You know? <laughs> yeah. So um yes. <laughs> So, oh, it looks like you got girlfriends versus Sex the City. Go hit it. Hit it, Okay. Girl. So, here's the thing. Girlfriends is like the black version of Sex in the City. But it was actually supposed to be, wasn't it supposed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. uh, a continuation of, what was it Living Single or The Game? Which one was it? Living Single or The Game? I thought um, Run the World was the continuation of Living Single or the new version. Because, you know, they got the same producers or something. Anyway, I don't okay. know. Girl, well, my anywho. well, anywho, the point is it's mm-hmm. the same similar type of vibes. So I feel like, if I'm being honest, I feel like both shows gave a really false perspective on life in their 30s. I didn't, like, they seemed way more together mm-hmm. than I feel <laughs> in life. Now, they had, they did show moments of like, oh, I'm just trying to figure out, find love and stuff when it came from from that love perspective for sex in the city. And I will mm-hmm. say that Girlfriends was more so focused on like career and love. With that being said, um, do you feel like the, the both show, do you feel like they gave like a false perspective of life in your 30s? Like, do you feel like it was more so aligned with how you see your life in your 30s now? No. But I do feel like I could easily answer that because I do feel like, um, yes, sip, sip over there. (laughs) It's really good. I do feel like um, maybe girlfriends gave a more accurate depiction to me Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, although Joan had her home and she had her job, but she, she wasn't partner. I feel like if it was sex in the city, she would have been partner. You know, mm-hmm. like, it would have been like, cause wasn't Miranda like possibly partner or something like that at one yeah, point? Yeah, with her PR firm. I mean, yeah, Miranda was the right hand the, yeah. the law firm and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. I might be wrong about that, but like, I, I feel like they were more realistic. It's also black women. So there's that too. And then they had th- four black women that were in different stages of their life. And granted, Sex in the City was kind of similar, but all of them were super successful at their jobs. Charlotte is just like a yuppie in Manhattan working at different and don't y'all. I'm sorry for anybody who listens to the podcast and is a, a curator or whatever. So, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I know some curators that are really dope, but a lot of them are older. You know, Charlotte was like running the, like her little curating stuff. And then she just became a wife on the Upper East Side or whatever, which, I mean, I guess that's their reality, too. Maybe I that's the white reality. reality. Yeah, yeah, it might be the What's white reality? reality. Kathy right. Hughes' voice. Right. 
No, but yes, I think you made a really good point with that. Like, even down to the thing that I appreciate about girlfriends more so than Sex in the City is it it does depict our, you know, the black culture life. Like, even thinking about when Joan specifically was lost and trying to find her passion. Like, you've been working this job because somebody told you to go to school and get your degree. That is the story of pretty much every black millennial in the DMV with government jobs. And then it's like, oh, right. huh, maybe this is not really for me. And it showed that journey of loss, failure, rising, falling. like, mm-hmm. And even Lynn. Lynn was similar yeah. to how she was lost from the beginning. Right. You know, and eventually found her way. Um, you know, I, I think it was really good at that. And the only reason why I say, with that said, the only reason why I say that it didn't prepare me for my 30s is because I think 30s are significantly different for us than it was for the early 2000, 30 year olds, and definitely the 90s, 30 year olds. I mean, yes. my parents were 30 something in the 90s. That's how short of a time period ago it was. My parents were actually in their 30s in the 90s, part of the 90s. So, um, or was it the whole 90s? Because they about to be 60 this next year. Anyway, either way, I can't do the math right now. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, so I say that all to say, like, in, when we were young, we both had parents that got houses and stuff. You may have had, you may have moved into an apartment or two or whatever when you was younger. I think that's pretty standard across like our generation. Like you probably lived in more than one home. Um, but uh, you pretty much was settled into a house unless you was a military brat, which is a totally different topic that I could attest to at another time. But um, you got into a home or whatever and niggas figured it out. They figured it out the same way we're figuring it out now. But like it's way different with all the student loans that we have, the job market being trash, which we've talked about this on many episodes. (laughs) Uh, So I won't go any further, but we are living a totally different lifestyle than they did in their 30s. Um, They were able to kind of excel and get ahead they didn't have as many uh other types of bills than regular oh car note blah 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 the cost of living was a little lower so you could be a barista and you know have an apartment like i know some people do it today but it's hard (laughs) to be a barista and have a whole apartment exactly depending on where you live I'm which, talking about in the DMV. Which you ain't about to be living in a $1,800 apartment. That's if that even exists in DC anymore. But right. And working as a barista at Starbucks. No shade. Because I do hear Starbucks be covering some people's um, college loans and yeah, stuff. Too. They do, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the Starbucks and Starbucks baristas. But I'm I'm saying that to say it's so much harder now. Mm-hmm. So our lives are starting later. We're having one thing that they did do right, in my opinion, on um, both shows. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Mm-hmm. Having the kids longer, um, later in life. We all definitely can attest to that now. Mm-hmm. It's a much more, much more so the norm now to have mm-hmm. kids later on. Mm-hmm. And the last, oh, yeah. So, sorry. What character do you feel like you were most aligned with from both shows? Oh, so I know y'all used to say I was Charlotte. 
I don't think I'm Charlotte anymore. <laughs> no, I feel like you've evolved. I feel like you've evolved. Yeah, man. I So I always wanted to be Carrie, but I think that's what everybody wants. But I feel like I kind of feel a little Carrie-ish now, actually, because of my current situation. Like I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants a little bit. Um, My current lifestyle, I should say. I am kind of like free-spirited careers-wise and and time-wise, you know? So I, I'm kind of living the carry life a little bit um, now. Um, and from the show, uh, the girlfriend show, I a lot of people used to compare me again to, that wasn't necessarily a Charlotte vibe, but Joan. And I definitely still have some Joan in me, but I think I'm kind of in a Lynn stage right now too. Um, Lynn was kind of a moocher though in the beginning. So I don't subscribe to that, (laughs) but I think I have a little bit of Lynn and still a bit of Joan in me because that's just kind of my genetic makeup, who I am as a person, you know, mentally or whatever. I kind of can be a Joan and I can be a little bit of a Miranda at times the older I've gotten. But yeah, what do you think you are? Okay, so when it comes to sex in the city, I think everyone aligned me with uh, Samantha. And I think I have my moment. You still are Samantha. No, I don't. I don't think I am as much. I'm Samantha when it comes to... Nah, I'm not. I don't think I'm her anymore. Uh, I just like her. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I think it was. I think it was valid at one point, but yeah, yeah, definitely was valid at one point. But I don't think I'm Samantha anymore. Um, I think I am more so Miranda. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to work, very focused on work, like yeah. extra focus. Um, yeah. And and being it, a realist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and when it comes to girlfriends everyone opposed me as um golden brown i'm trying to remember her name yeah 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 um, um maya maya but i didn't feel i really didn't feel the relation to maya i actually felt the relation more to lynn like i could never figure mm-hmm. out my shit out um mm-hmm. now i feel like i'm not so either neither of them i would say i'm more so joan in a sense mm-hmm. of like trying to figure out my passion, balance that with realisticness, like, okay, this makes more money, but this is this, this is my goals. And I just think that the awkwardness, I'm super awkward with everyone now. First, I was just awkward with like people I didn't know. And mm-hmm. now I'm starting to be awkward with everyone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my bag. <laughs> I, I would say one thing I would say for both of us with the Joan thing, just for the real hardcore girlfriends fans, we are definitely not the Joan that um, it makes things about herself so yeah. much. Like that, is, uh, we've never been those people. <laughs> so, right. the, I, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that was clear because I was going back and looking at um, Girlfriends like when it first came back on Netflix and I was like, me and my sister-in-law was watching it and we were repulsed. Like you, you always saw Tony. I think when going back to the conversation of how shows looked when you were younger, you always saw Tony as somebody who was always making shit about herself. But really, Loki was Joan. Joan. 
that always made shit about her. So I think at least in the beginning of the show. Um, and I kind of fell off towards the end of the show. So I really need to. I feel like it was that throughout. I think yeah, she was start like watching throughout. like the the latter seasons and and catch up more to see if she still was like that. Mm-hmm. And then the last show to compare is Martin. Okay. Everybody always talks about, oh, Martin and Gina in the songs. They want to be like that in their relationships. But is Martin and Gina really relationship goals? What's your thought? No. <laughs> and give me your That's why. The, question. the yeah. question, the answer is no. And give me your And I learned why. that I learned that a while back when I saw it in real life. Um, it wasn't me, but I saw a relationship like that. And um I I really realized like, oh, that's not cool. <laughs> like it is it's funny when you're watching it on a TV show, but when you see a friend or two friends like that going through that type of relationship, it's like, oh yeah. That's like a narcissist. And I don't know. I I know that's a buzzword. So I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but that's some type of nigga. I feel like it's a narcissist. I think Martin, would you say Martin was a narcissist? What would you say he was? Okay. I, I don't know he, if I would. He gaslit people. A yeah. Bit. I feel like, okay, I wouldn't necessarily say narcissist. I don't know the word I want to use for him, but I would say like he didn't value other people. He was very much so into himself. Um, And I think he kind of lost sight of like, I don't know, he was smelling himself. Yeah. It wasn't even just in his friendship. Yeah. Full of himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I don't know, like he would pick and choose when, like like he would treat them kind of like a dog baby, like, even mm-hmm. like you think about like the way him and Gina would interact with stuff, like he'll be like, get to step in and being real extra and stuff like that. But low key, he knows that's not how he really feels. Mm-hmm. And I which was like, the oh, that's how men are, like right. you know. And today it's like, hell no, nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think men are. Like, you ain't ever gonna talk crazy like that. So I think it's different in today's society. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So down to going back to what we kind of touched on earlier was is where they were versus reality of 2021. Are we lacking when it comes to these careers? Because their careers all look like it was popping in the 90s. Like these, they were just badass. And and they were know. and they were like 20-something year olds. Exactly. Like, I feel like um, I don't know how I found that out. Like, I don't think that I think it might have just been in a description, an old description that I found. Is it a birthday? Never said the age, but I feel like I might have seen something saying they were twenty something year olds. But I could tell it was like, oh, they were supposed to be late twenty something year olds, like twenty seven, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So I guess back then you could be working at a marketing agency and moving up in your in the field, like. Um, you know, Gina and Pam were, um, and yeah, today you could be, uh, Martin at 20 something years old, booming at, you know, the radio Radio station. station. Yes. Mm -hmm. That could be you at 20 something years old, because that's the market. That's the, the industry, you know, being young and, and fresh 
and edgy is like important in that industry. But all the other industries, well, Tommy, he ain't have no job. <laughs> God rest his soul, the actor that played Tommy. But um, and Cole working at a airport, airport doing like basically janitorial work. That was real too. And even Pam working as kind of like more so a I don't know. It was like she was an assistant, but then later she became an A&R, which that was great. Um, yeah, the assistant thing. It was like, why she got to be Gina's, right. you know, Seely <laughs> and shit. Like, but anyway, like, yeah, um, she she ended up moving up and, and changing her career and stuff later in the show, um, becoming an A&R and stuff. And that was tight. And Martin Martin having his own TV show, that was definitely sheer luck that that happened. <laughs> but um yeah, I think definitely is different now, but also a little bit the same because really it was with all that said it really was just more so Gina that was kind of at this top level in her mm-hmm. career that you might not see that too much today for that age range, but yeah, I think when the show ended they was probably in their 30s, like early 30s or or turning 30 at the end of the show because the show was only out for what five seasons mm-hmm. so that was like five years in their life if that because sometimes it's spaced out so right you know I, I i definitely don't want that relationship of martin and gina you what you want is just somebody that's gonna make you laugh that's what i took from that mm-hmm. you want someone who's gonna make you laugh that you can have a good time with, and that's your home. Like you, we ride together, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what you saw from the relationship of Martin and Gina. They ro- they ride with each other, even when, if not so much Martin, definitely Gina rode for Martin, and Martin really loved that about Gina. And um, <laughs> and Gina, uh, she didn't necessarily take his stuff. Like she let him be himself, and I think a lot of men like that about their relationship that Martin was able to be a man, be a man, and, you know, all that stuff. And she would support him be like, you go baby. You know? So those are like the positive aspects of their relationship. And that I think we could still use today, but um, yeah, there was a lot of toxicity <laughs> in, in their relationship too. So mm-hmm. and shout Definitely. out to Janene. Oh, yeah, Shanae. Shanae had her own nail salon, hair and nail salon, okay? Okay. (laughs) She She was the first to do it. I mean, not own. She was in her apartment. (laughs) She had it all decked out. She had her dudes. She had her besties. And she was living her best life with the flyest of gear and her big booty, you know? So honorable mention is Shanae for the sisters, (laughs) for the single sisters of 2021. Yes. That is definitely to that is actually 2021. Cause all really these is. girls own weave businesses and stuff now. Like yes. that is actually really 2021 goals. Mm-hmm. Shenanay. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking forward to watching on TV? Me personally, I'm looking forward to Zola. Um I really am excited about that one. I hope that they do it justice. I I don't know. Something about I like I like Taylor and the I keep calling this girl. I hope that's her real name. It might be the show name from when she was on Hit the Floor. But um Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I like oh, Crazy. That is called Oh, so did it come out yet? It's coming out this summer. It's supposed to, I think the end of this month, I believe it's coming out in June. Right? Yeah, it's going to be in the movie theaters. Yeah, so for those that don't know, Google it. But basically, it's a story that a stripper told of this wild adventure that she had with this white girl that she was working at a strip club with and how the white girl ended up like kind of dicking her basically in the end. (laughs) It's a really crazy story. And basically, years ago, when that story came out, they were talking about how they were going to make it into a movie. So it was like, whoa, like they're going to make this into a movie. And now it really is a movie. Right, and it has the girl Taylor from Hit the Floor. I forget her real name, but yeah, I know, right? That's what you call the girl Taylor. <laughs> yeah, it's her name Taylor. Shit, Maybe. I don't know, but she's Maybe. gorgeous. Yeah, um, <laughs> she was dating what's his name too? Pretty ass from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, but is he? So who is the girl who's the sportscaster that's pretty as well? Um, who is? He? Who is she dating? Because was she dating him too? I don't know. I think after he left his wife, he just kind of was having fun. So he probably did date mm-hmm. her. Because they both give me the similar vibes with their looks. Her real name um, is, I think, Taylor. So okay, cool. <laughs> her name is Taylor Dominique Page. Yeah, Taylor Page. That does sound right. Okay. Yes. And so her name on the show was Asha. Ah, uh, yeah. Asha. On Hit the Floor. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So we said it right. I'm also yeah. looking forward to see. Um, I'm a Marvel, I DC Comics, all of those type of geek when it comes to that. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about the new Spider Man Spider Verse two, where our girl Issa Rae is going to be playing um, Spider Woman. I guess you want to say, yeah, Spider Woman. So that's oh, exciting. Cartoon. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I was like, like, what? My girl is flipping in in (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) No, the cartoon. Um, What is that called? Is it it called CT? CT? Whatever. I forgot. CTI? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Like you said. Yes. Into the Mm -hmm. Heights. Um, I do want to see that. I didn't realize it was on HBO Max, so I can watch that, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So, and I saw you wanted to see it as well to see um, what the buzz is about the whole Afro-Latino not being represented in the Yeah, so my mom watched, so, you know, if y'all have been seeing that on the Twitterverse and Instagram and Facebook think pieces, a lot of people have been complaining about how there is a lack of Afro-Latino representation or Afro-Latinx, however you want to say it, um, on the movie In the Heights, which is basically a dope-ass musical created to tell the stories of basically the Dominican life world. Because I I don't know if, you know, I got to see it for myself to see if they talk about any other Hispanics, but my mom said it was heavy on the Dominicans um, because there's a lot of Dominicans in the Heights in Washington Heights in Manhattan. I mean, not Manhattan in New York by way of Manhattan. Anyway, um, you know, in the Bronx and stuff nearby. So, uh, yeah, I want to see that. Um, uh, it's like nearby. I, if, for those who don't know, it's like kind of like you can find Washington Heights near like a Harlem. You know, um, it's just like a community that's like heavily Spanish, very mm-hmm. Latino and. You're going to get all the reggaeton. You're going to get all the car races. You're going to get all the platanos. You're going to get all the, you know, the mafongo, all yep, that. That's what I was about to say. I can't wait. 
Yes, man. I miss yes, those. Yes, you gonna get all those vibes, you know, in that that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming gentrified, like most neighborhoods that were very cultural before and was once looked down upon. So um, uh, they did this story, and it's by Lynn Manuel. Wait. Yeah, Lynn Manuel Lee. Yeah. Lynn mm-hmm. Lee Manuel. I don't know. The guy that did, um, what's the thing called? Hamilton, the hip hop version of Hamilton, that the main character of that who's highly acclaimed or whatever lee manuel lynn i don't girl girl i think his name is lynn manuel something Mm -hmm. anyway he was quoted basically saying some stuff about how he felt like it was enough because they had the black afro latino representation within all the dancers i would love to see (laughs) the video i mean the movie for myself because my mother actually said that she felt like it was represented well, um, and that were there were a lot of black people, and I was like, so was it black Latinos? Because for those who don't know, my mom is Panamanian, and she's she's brown skinned she's um, with African descent, uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> like most of us, you know, most Latinos and stuff have African descent, but hers is from the West Indies and then Africa. But anyway, I digress. So my mother being a basically a black Hispanic or a black La- Afro Latina, I was like, yeah, so ma, like what, you know, what was your thoughts? And she was like, I felt like it did have representation. I felt like it had um, black people in it. I was like, so was it the dancers or like, was it like talking and acting? Right. Like, well, they had the one guy that was one of the main characters. I was like, so one ma, but then. I need to see it for myself because with it being a musical, is is it just like it's four main characters and so one of the main characters is brown skin? Right. I kind of understand that because she also was saying one of the girls, she was more like your complexion. I was like, but mom, I'm I'm light skin considered, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. light skin. I'm not Afro. I don't look like what people are trying to see more of on TV when it comes to representation. Right. But she felt like it was, and my mom is very blackity black, black fist. That's who mm-hmm. I get it from. So, you know, just to add context to that, she's very much going to call things out like that. Uh, especially within the Latin Latin community, she's definitely going to call it out when it's a bunch of J-Lo's and all right. that, and it's not enough Amara La Negra's. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for her to say that she felt represented and she felt like it wasn't as bad. She was like, oh, th- what are they talking about? No, you need to see it yourself because no, they, they're going too far. They're reaching too far. So I was like, all right. She was like, I felt like it was very well done. When they were in the hair store, the, in the hair salon, they talked about the curly hair and the hair shrinking and all that different stuff. So I was like, what? They were talking about that in the Dominican hair salons? Okay. Right. We got plenty of stories about that. Okay. (laughs) In the history, she said they talked about the history and stuff. And she said it was very Dominican. So I was like, okay, well, I will. I already said I was going to look at it for myself. But I definitely, I don't know if I'll get to do it before the weekend. Is that something you would want to watch, Kel? Because Dennis doesn't want to watch. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, I plan to watch that. If, If I don't watch it tonight, I'll watch it, you know, it's probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe maybe me and you could watch it at the same time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, like on the laptop, like mm-hmm. 
people mm-hmm. do, the weirdos were doing during oh, no, the I pandemic. Do that podcast all the time. Girl, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could watch it together virtually. Mm-hmm. So let me know where you going. We'll talk offline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I do want to see it for that. Um, and see if I feel the same way. I, I feel like I am going to be on the side of everybody else in the media, though. Because I think, although my mom is very black fist, I feel like she's probably used to, and this is a conversation for another episode, but I think she's used to that exclusion Mm -hmm. because of growing up the way she did. Even though she had the culture, I think she's used to there there being a little bit of a separation. So she probably... I almost feel like maybe she accepted it for what it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, a lot of Latinos look that way too. Let's I mean, be real. And that's what gets a lot of attention in those neighborhoods. But you definitely have a lot of Black Latinos. What I will say is I love the conversations that are happening now versus when I was younger and growing up. I will say when I was younger and growing up, I didn't know a lot about culture. Like everything was very much so black, white, mixed and mixed was more so just black, white. And then you have your Spanish, all Spanish was grouped together. Then you have your Asians, all Asians was grouped together. I don't know what year this happened. I don't know. I feel like it was like the end of my high school to college years. Everything kind of opened up and more dialect started talk like people. You start hearing more conversations about it out loud. Mm -hmm. And I like the growth that I, mm-hmm. I've seen, but I still mm-hmm. understand that there is a whole long way to go. Like, I think I can recall a conversation with one of my best friends. I don't want to say her name just in case she feels away, but um, she didn't really understand the, um, the whole Black Hispanics until she met you. So, <laughs> and it was just like, wow, like a lot of people don't know. A lot of people are so uncultured and that's because mm-hmm. we're not having those conversations. So, Mm-hmm. Shout out to people who are having the conversations about. Yeah, I mean that of- even goes to like that makes me think about like African, like learning more about the African American culture, like that high on the hog show. I haven't finished so it yet, but man, mm-hmm. that first episode was really deep, and I really thought. I found out the guy's name is Lynn Manuel Miranda, and he did have a re- res- response mm-hmm. um, to the colorism comments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna. Oh, he said we want to see Afro Panamanians, Black Cubans, Black Dominicans. Oh, yes, Afro Panamanians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he did have a, y'all can look it up yourself because I know we going long in the episode, but he did have a. <laughs> and kind of an apology um so i did want to you know just make sure i mentioned that but his name is lin-manuel miranda but anyway i did want to just go back to um high on the hog and how um he talked to the africans out Mm -hmm. there in um where was that he was in ghana no he was in benin benin Mm -hmm. yeah and that in the area of one of the biggest trade um slave trade or tri- slave ship offs, I should say, um, in the continent, or the biggest, I don't know. And I thought it was somewhere in Ghana, though. But um, anyway, uh, it was really deep to see the men 
the man that he talked to and how the man was saying, you know, this is something we have to acknowledge and discuss because it happened and to act like it didn't happen is a mistake. But, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but I thought that was deep because I was like, you know, with Africans, like we all come from there, mm-hmm. West Indians included, like we wouldn't have like, I mean, it, it could have happened a different way where it was by choice, which I think that would have happened because I think naturally humans, humans um, explore. So we would have ended up in these other countries, but it's just, you know, them actually talking, the, the African people in Benin talking about their involvement in the slave trade. And of course, them not realizing what that would spark. Mm-hmm. You know, is is real. I do. I never felt any way about Africans in that sense. But it was just deeper to look at that. Like, yes, there was a role that was played in that, and that's not really talked about. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, West Indians too. West Indians will look down sometimes on African Americans. You know, we talk about how the diaspora has issues within it. Um, But, you know, Africans a lot of times may feel that way towards African-Americans as well, too. And it's like, but African-Americans wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the slave trade Mm -hmm. and for the issues, you know, a lot of the issues that African-Americans have of the lostness or not knowing your culture is not by choice. Mm-hmm. So I love how Benin was so welcoming and willing to teach and 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 just kind of like share their world and be like, you know, this is your home too and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I thought that was really loving and, and important. And yeah, y'all should definitely check out because there were so many other things that they were more so highlighting. Aside from just that, like the fact that everywhere has some type of version of gumbo, like that was dope. <laughs> you got gumbo, black people made you know, mac they and cheese, different name, but it's got okra, and mm-hmm. okra <laughs> comes from the homeland. And you could find it in Brazil, where there's the biggest population outside of Africa, you know, of blacks, mm-hmm. which a lot of people talk about you can find it in the south here you know you find it in the west indies and of course you find it over there in africa yes so yeah those are just, <laughs> you hit it on the, you hit the nail yeah. on the coffin i think that we have a lot of things to look forward to with tv and movies y'all definitely check out high on the hog it is a really good documentary especially on food and I love the fact that it blended my two favorite things together, food and culture. So, um, did you watch the episode with the macaroni yet? I still yes, that's what that. I just said. That's what I was like. And black people made macaroni and cheese. Don't let them Dutchies be fooling you when yeah. they're trying to make it seem like them. You know, the people in Dutch land or whatever. You know. Oh, right. Oh, I thought it was like a French thing. Okay. I mean, well, you probably hear every. We hear different things for everyone. Nobody wants to claim that black people made made anything. So you know. Child, we would make something glorious like that. That is liquid gold. Okay. Is liquid gold, okay. child. We would create that. Mm-hmm. 
But yes. yes. And I need to try Carolina. I only watched the first two episodes. I want to try Carolina um, Gold Rice or whatever. What, I forgot what it was called. I but something like that. Gold Carolina Rice. I want to try that. That sounds good. Um, and I didn't know it was unique to the the area or whatever. So, yeah. And the Gullah. The Gullah stories was good, too. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, uh, real quick, I'm sorry. <laughs> real quick, I thought it was so, again, it's another example of how Black people are the same everywhere, man. Because, like, the Geechee, is that, is that yeah, what they that's are? that's right. Yeah, Geechee. Mm-hmm. The, the Geechee accent sounds like a cross between West Indians and, mm-hmm. and um, Southern people. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really deep how it sounds like an African, a, a, a West Indian, and a Southern person all put together, all smacked together. So do you the remember? It's really fascinating. Do, do you remember back in the 90s growing up, Gullah Gullah Island? Yes. And how they used to kind of touch on the Geechee culture. Like, I think that was my first exposure to that was through Gullah Gullah yeah. Island. Binya, binya. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I really, you know what's sad? I don't really remember those pieces. I remember that they were in Gullah Gullah Island and that they were, yeah, just put your boots on your hand. Whatever they yep, said. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, let's play together. Um, they did have the accents, but I was just like, really watching it and i do remember that yeah and you know in the 90s everything was like what's that song um you know everybody had the kente cloths and the twists in their hair and shit Uh (laughs) that was the vibe that i used to think of I thought of like that song when I would watch. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. But I knew there was something more to it than just that. But yeah. yes, uh, I don't think I really like. Damn, like I, I just really remember Binya Binya. Mm-hmm. You were just in the and- kid phase. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I know, like, that show was really good. I really wish it would come back on, like, some of the other old shows are on TV. Really I learned bad. about Aberginis on there, like, on that show. Like, it was very... Rebranding Rugrats, even though I am about to right. watch it. Right. <laughs> yes, because they finally made um, Phil and Lil's Mom Gay, which, hello, we knew we this. We already knew. <laughs> we knew this, okay? <laughs> All yeah. my plants are actually named after Rugrats. I'm looking at Phil right now, like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm oh, talking about really your mama. No? Mm-hmm. That's so cute. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the shows that we're gonna watch. I guess we should get into this philanthropy highlight. Yes, indeed. Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Cause you and I got to do for you and I. All right, y'all. So for this week's philanthropy highlight, we are highlighting Skylar. And just before I even get to uh, the amazingness of Skylar, let me just tell y'all, I finally have become an adult and I bought my very first perfume. So if you know me, you know I am very clenched to my coins type of girl. And that has always been like my thing of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to spend $170, you know, $175 or $100 on perfume. And they'd be like, it's in a perfume is an investment. Like, you know, that's what 
all the older women would say, like you have to buy, you know, a bottle of perfume, like that's your right or your pat your uh, passage. Right, to only for it to turn sour after a couple of years, like after a year. Or so depending on the type you get, I don't know about perfumes if that never goes bad. I'm not hip enough, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I finally bought my first perfume, and I got it. Um, it was I wanted something that was like an everyday smell, but. Anywho, I got end up getting um, Burberry, by the way. But the philanthropy highlight that we're going to be highlighting is Skylar, which is another perfume. And it is a natural, eco-friendly fragrance company that makes candles and perfumes, which are perfect for gifting. And the best thing about them is they donate a portion of their proceeds to um, A Time to Step Up, which is a nonprofit dedicated to mentorship for girls. Because who run the world? Girls. Girls. Exactly. So if you would like to purchase Skylar perfume, you can shop there at your local Sephora stores because they sell it there. So shout out to Skylar. You ready for this last call? Yes, ma'am. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. All right. In this week's last call, I'm going to give you a call to action. All right. Hug everyone that you love, you know, hug someone that you love and tell them that you love them. Um, people are leaving this earth every day and you never know when it could be someone that is close to you. So with Father's Day coming up and stuff like that, I would say, make sure that you hug your daddy, hug your grandpappy, whoever, you know, is anybody special in your life. And if they aren't in your life, I did see this one thing that I really enjoyed. Um, by this girl that I follow named Marche Robinson. I think a few people might follow her on Instagram. She's starting to get a following. Um, She's really funny. And she said that this past week she had went to Miami with her husband and she spent it out there because it was the anniversary of her father's death. And she felt like she's always been depressed around that time or whatever, but her father was someone that always preached to her that she needed to taste life and eat well and like travel, travel and see the world. And so that's what she tries to do every, excuse me, every year around his birthday. And she encouraged people that when you lose somebody, um, you know, of course, mourning and grief, it, it's sometimes it never leaves. It's like, it's always with you, but a way to channel some of that energy and that sorrow is to celebrate that person that you lost by doing something that they loved. So that's what I'm going to tell you to do. Hug all those that you love that are still here and celebrate the ones that aren't here anymore by doing something that, you know, they told you that they love to do or that you should do with your life. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yes. Off the dome. Okay. 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 Oh, baby, okay. I'm back. You back. <laughs> like crack. Okay. Yeah. I've been struggling these last few weeks, y'all, but I'm <laughs> back with it. Okay. I'm snapping back. Now, <laughs> make sure that you follow us on, on Instagram and Facebook at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations, CCC Vibes um, on Twitter. And the website, Keller Poo, is www.cognaccupcakesandconversations.com. Make sure that you like, rate, subscribe, and share with a friend our podcast. We are trying to grow, and the only way we can grow is if you let us know what you know. All right. Yes, indeed. 
Yes, indeed. And I'm trying to see if the verses are still on. I don't think no, it is. No, it is complete, child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Trina don't got that many that, hits. That must have been a mini verses. Girl. Because, wait a minute. I know we was recording for a while, but. No, nah, I feel like they started at eight. So, like, it, it's only 948. Oh, yeah. You right. You right. It's only 948. That was a mini. That was a mini versus. Right. They must have went to ten, mm-hmm. which would make sense. Mm. Well, the next one is Shad Moss and um, your boy. <laughs> I forget his real name, DeAndre or whatever, Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. That's the next one. Um, that's gonna be on six twenty six for those who care to see it. So, mm-hmm. until next time, y'all. Peace we out. out. Bye. It's a vibe.